This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Horn Number the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, people, before we get started, quickly, if you would hit that subscribe button and that bell to get notified, we drop new episodes of Fenever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and throughout the week, we re-upload some segments for your viewing pleasure. Hit them buttons, and let's get into the story, shall we? And we got a few stories up on the agenda for this episode in particular. I don't know what's going on with Weekly Shonen Jump. I feel like, again, there's some sort of break of sorts because, yeah, I got a whole bunch of stories, but it really wasn't pertaining to Jump for a good chunk of this one. But, yeah, let's get into it. Because for starters, Shout out to Joe's underscore Kev for this one. We got some insight and some unfortunate insight at that on Jujutsu Kaisen's manga. And it seems as though Jujutsu Kaisen is unfortunately on the decline. Now you're probably thinking, what do you mean on the decline, dog? Jujutsu Kaisen is doing fantastic. Well, we got a lot of analytics and insights to show that while Jujutsu Kaisen is still a massive seller, like let's be very, very clear. I don't want nobody to say that I'm slandering Jujutsu Kaisen. I understand very well that uh, two years ago it did 30 million in one year. Last year, one year ago, it did like 12 million in a year. It is a huge seller. It is the biggest selling manga back to back for two years in a row. However, what I've come to say is that, yeah, it had that and yeah, it still sells very well, but it is 100% on the decline at this particular point. Let's take a look at the insights that we have so you guys can understand what I mean. Because as you can see in the beginning of this chart with volume one, you see just just like any other jump series, it starts off and it continues to grow. Volume 1 did okay. It did what? About maybe like 70,000 or something, 60,000 uh, with the volume. Then you see as it continues, it got 300,000 accumulated, 1.5 million. And then you see, which is par for the course for any anime and manga situation, that by 2020, once the anime starts airing, it goes wild. Because again, in 2020, it's still progressively climbing. Once you get to... 13 volume 13 and season one begins it goes astronomical it goes from like let's say it looks about 350,000 or so to boom 20 million in circulation and that volume is over a million copies sold which is freaking ridiculous and it just continues to climb after that volume 15 is bigger volume 16 is bigger but we're seeing little by little inklings of well wait a minute what just happened because by volume 17 that's where you're seeing the first decline in the series which again i want to be clear as well that a lot of shonen jump series this is the formula for the most part most manga that's the formula they build 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 anime comes they get a big huge boost and then eventually they go down but there are other series that have been exceptions to that that rule we've talked about with my hero academia that it has pretty much with every volume since the beginning increased in sales incrementally every volume is doing better than the last there's been like maybe little tiny dips but never has it been uh 
you know, significant decrease to the point where it was like, oh, we're at that point now. You know, we're at the tail end. It's going to burn out. But with Jujutsu Kaisen, it looks like following the release of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's movie, which you would ideally think like, okay, you know, that is going to make sales go astronomical. The volume sales continue to drop. The next one goes down. The next one goes down. And then by 21, it is pretty much getting close to doing just barely over what the manga did when it first started blowing up. So it's not necessarily a complete fall off but if it continues with this trajectory it's only a matter of time until we go back to where it all began with the sales of like you know volume 13 season one because we're slowly heading that way and basically this is a demonstration that this is why the author of Jujutsu Kaisen Gege Akutami recently came out and said yeah we probably got like about a year left with this thing or something because that is always the recipe for a series as well it's like okay you're in the decline now you're starting to go down we ain't reaching those peaks of what we did during the like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie or during volume 16 or whatnot okay yeah let's start winding it down so it also goes into the whole new formula that that Shonen Jump has been working with of just get a big hit right now don't worry about the end game I think Shonen Jump's motto back in the day was sustain it for as long as possible this one seems as though get as much as you can as quickly as you can and then it'll start to decline and we'll wrap that bad boy up so it's gonna be interesting to see the future of Jujutsu Kaisen but I would throw the argument that the reason why there's probably a year left is because we're already heading in the decline despite the fact of those massive years because again volumes 14 through 19 were all you know magnificent and it's still selling very well but with the decline it's only a matter of time before it'll inevitably end because that's how things work with shonen jump series starts to decline you gotta go and i guess this is also a testament as well to see the impact that shibuya had because not only did the anime have impact but we was in the shibuya incident arc during a lot of this blowing up and yeah that helped massively and imagine when that hits the anime who knows maybe it could sustain itself but if considering Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie looking at this chart didn't provide a giant boost like you would expect it didn't increase in popularity that makes me think that maybe season two won't have that big impact that you would ideally hope for because if a movie couldn't do it I'm not sure how well a tv anime could do it because remember now this is season two of the tv anime mostly it's just going to be carryovers from the previous watchers or whatnot with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's movie anybody could have watched it it was a prequel thingy it didn't really have anything to do with what's going on in the story right now it made perfect sense for that to blow up but considering we didn't see an increase on that i'm willing to bet as well that Jujutsu Kaisen season two while it's going to be massive and while we'll see some sales it won't really make the manga go all the way back up like it was doing but only time will tell either way it looks like Jujutsu Kaisen is finally and i hate saying finally because it's not like we were waiting for it but it is 100 definitely on the decline and that could be attributing to why Gege Akutami is deciding to cancel it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving forward, One Piece fans, there's always some good news when One Piece does something like this, right? You always like to hear that, yo, One Piece did it again, it broke this record, it did that, and it's always fascinating. It's always like, yeah, that One Piece freaking greatness, let's freaking go! But, you know, despite the fact that people have been sleeping on and... I would throw the argument even slandering to a certain degree. One Piece Film Red. It seems as though One Piece Film Red is actually doing extremely well. So much so that Toei is like, yo dog, you're breaking the box office. Let's read. Toei sets new box office record with 32 billion yen in 2022. Film production company Toei announced on Wednesday that its total box office earnings from January 1st to December 31st, 2022 add up to about U.S. $246 million, well above its previous record high of about $135 million in 2009, with a total of 23,646,555 tickets in 2022. The company points to strong performing movies such as the long-running One Piece film Red and the first slam dunk films as major contributors to its new record high. Hey, wait a minute. Dragon Ball Super provided to that as well. No, like, I mean, what, what, well, I guess in Japan it didn't do as well as outside of it, but I mean, that still goes into their bank account, no? So why not mention Dragon Ball Super? Oh, it's because Slam Dunk already surpassed it. That's crazy, dog. Slam Dunk is so much so more in the conversation of Toei Animation's mind than even Dragon Ball Super that they like, yo, that One Piece and that Slam Dunk, it brought in the numbers. But sir, could you comment on what Dragon Ball Superhero did for Toei Animation? So yeah, One Piece Film Red and Slam Dunk did great. (laughs) One Piece Film Red opened in Japan on August 6th last year and has since sold over 13.79 million tickets and earned over 19 billion yen, about roughly $144 million, after 157 days. The first Slam Dunk, however, has sold 5.27 million tickets in 38 days since the film opened in Japan, ranking number one in the box office for six consecutive weeks so far far and again still counting and it's gonna be very interesting and this is probably why Toei Animation and whatnot aren't all that hard pressed to get more Dragon Ball out there like dog we put out this little slam dunk movie in a One Piece film that was like a halfway musical well I still really enjoyed it but you know we we, we just kind of did some experimenting and look what it did for our bank account so I think this is even more so on a grander scope of the conversation to be had it's not necessarily to be had about oh the next One Piece film the next slam dunk film is about what Toei is going to do next because if they've seen with these experiments like hey we tried an experiment with Sam Dunk 3D CG and that was a massive win let's go and then they tried this you know we got a deal with Spotify and and they put one piece film red all over Times Square and everything like yo that experiment was a success we're gonna see them either go down the paths of both of those which would mean more CG 3D from Toei but also more music elements and things of that nature it's gonna probably affect the way they move moving forward because if they've seen success like this if they've seen like well we 
we don't have to finally, you know, we could fall back from the tradition of just putting everything into people punching each other, into relying on Dragon Ball to come and save the day, like Toriyama's, you know, the superhero himself. If they don't have to do any of that stuff anymore, and they can experiment, and they can go in different avenues that arguably down the road is going to be cheaper, they're going to go down that road. So, honestly, whenever Toei picks up a title from anywhere, be weary. Be weary of the fact that they are very much so happy and excited about the money that is being made utilizing 3d cg that they might be like from now on oh word yo that new what oh it's sakamoto days yeah we're gonna license that for 3d cg anime and again maybe it could be cool who knows but yeah toy animation they're seeing one of the biggest years they've ever had since 2009 14 years ago i doubt that they're gonna be moving the same way i doubt they're gonna be relying on the same tricks of the trade they're probably going to continue on experimenting and i guess it's basically to say get used to it but only time will tell right either way one piece film red slam dunk brought toei their most biggest year in a long time and they're loving it okay next up this article this little story thingy majig threw me for a loop in the world of dragon ball because if this is legit then this is probably one of the most absurd reasons but at the same time maybe somewhat fitting in terms of for dragon ball super because apparently in a recent interview Toyo taro the guy that is doing the art for dragon ball super as well as he's working on the story closely with akira toriyama to bring it to fruition or whatnot apparently during an interview he gave a big perspective on something from the manga now i want to throw in right here a disclaimer of this is a spoiler from one of the latest chapters of the dragon ball super manga so you have been warned but it's still ridiculous and i wanted to tell you guys what happened here because according to this apparently toyo taro chose black for frieza because black frieza is currently his strongest form yet he came back he trained a whole bunch and now he's even stronger than goku and vegeta yet again with his black frieza form and a lot of people were like okay you know they had the jokes the memes and all of that stuff like yo dog he went from white to black what the hell is this however it seems as though toyotaro's choice for frieza black is as follows and i'm having a hard time even believing this one it feels like what Toyotaro chose black for Frieza based on the top credit card. In a recent interview, Toyotaro revealed he chose black for Frieza's latest transformation based on the top level credit card. The American Express Centuron card, known informally as the black card, is an invitation only charge card issued by American Express. An invitation is extended to platinum card holders after they meet certain spending, net worth, and credit quality minimums. The Centuron card comes in personal and business variants. And basically, because of that, seemingly uh we got black frieza again i gotta put a because i'm not 100 sure on the validity of that but if that is true what you know what i'm saying what it brings me back to the reason why supposedly i remember there was an interview toriyama was like the reason why super saiyan blue is stronger than super saiyan god is because i feel blue is stronger than red and i was just there like what what i mean yo dope stuff dog like blue is strong absolutely but as being the reasoning of hey super saiyan god super saiyan is stronger than just super saiyan god because he 
turns blue just because of the color itself nothing to do with any spirituality any deeper meaning it's blue so now you take that same type of mindset and you're like hey the reason why freezer turned black is because dog the credit cards up there bro invitation only which also makes me think hmm invitation only who invited freezer if that's the case you know if we're gonna get a little bit intricate i hope that there's more to it than just like hey the top credit card if it's an invitation only maybe that could be some insight into somebody invited Frieza into this whole idea of turning black Frieza. There's a possibility there as well, but I keep it a buck with you. Sometimes I look at, are these mangaka like trolling us? Is this some sort of like massive troll on another level of like, ah, the top credicado? Like, what? Nothing to do with, you know, Frieza tapping in with his inner self. Nothing to do with anything other than a credit card, man. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball. Sometimes it does make you think like, well, this is why people feel the way they feel about Dragon Ball and why people say Dragon Ball fell off and why people bash on it and all that stuff because when you get things like this or, you know, blue is stronger than red, so that's... Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, what are these reasons? But again, that's the classic... Uh, well, damn, Toyotaro pretty much is the new Toriyama because Toriyama's whole thing was being like somewhat of an idiot savant in his interviews and it sounds like Toyotaro uh, is picking that up. It seems as though Toriyama has rubbed off on Toyotaro with, hey, yeah, man, that's stronger because... Why not? But shoutouts to Black Frieza, Toyotaro, and Dragon Ball Super. Hopefully this new arc starts to pick up because it has potential. And I want to see Black Frieza again anyway. Like, that was cool. See, that's how they sell us. That was cool. So that makes an excuse for, it's the top Kurebikado! Okay, next up, My Hero Academia fans. I dug into the crates and I found something that I think people are going to appreciate regarding news for the My Hero Academia anime. As it stands right now, the My Hero Academia anime is in season six, midway through. We're at the second half at this particular point. And a lot of fans are like, Okay, well, season six, the first half in terms of art and animation, aesthetically, it wasn't, you know, a home run per se. You didn't give us the greatest of greats, but it was okay-ish. Then you get season six, part two with the opening and whatnot, and it leaves a lot of people like, wow, are are they going to really step it up with this one? Like, is this the part where they're going to finally say, you know what, we're going to throw in a whole bunch of Sakuga, we're going to throw in a whole bunch of really pretty art. That's the possibility because according to this, seems as though they got the talent to make some really nice stuff moving forward. It says, Yoshihiko Umakoshi confirms he's in charge of the upcoming Todoroki family flashback, which is going to be a part of the anime. Now, you're probably thinking, well, Faneb, who the hell is Yoshihiko Umakoshi that you can't even really pronounce off the top of your head? Who is that and why should that matter? Well, according to this, it says, he does the official art for My Hero Academia's promo posters and advertisements. He's also the reason anytime the characters look on model, manga accurate, clean looking lines, good composition. It's why Dobby looks so good during his identity reveal. So it seems as though at the very least with the flashback, 100% My Hero Academia Season 6 is going to go in. It's going to look proper. It's going to look the way you would expect. So definitely something to look out for. And even more so yet again, it's like, well, this is one of the things I was saying anyway, right? Like we need the talent of talent for this season. We need My Hero Academia. No, it doesn't just need. It deserves to get, you know, the talent, man. It deserves to have the right people working on it. So if they have this guy that he does the promo posters, which promo posters look, you know, gorgeous a lot of the times. And at the same time, he's always on model with the camera. Characters, clean lines, good composition. That's a very good thing, and that's something to say. 
okay, you can expect for the remainder of this season of My Hero Academia, at the very least, to have some good-looking stuff to a higher quality because they got this dude working on it. So yeah, good news for the My Hero Academia anime for people that were like, ah, the sky is too blue, I can't do it, it's terrible. Inside joke from my other channel, Friend of a World, go check it out if you haven't already subscribed, all that good stuff. Either way, My Hero Academia, it seems as though for the remainder of this anime, we've got some good stuff to look forward to, especially again, the Todoroki flashback, like, that's gonna be so good. Next up, Naruto fans, and even Boruto fans at that, in particular in the realm of gaming, I got some pretty interesting news. I have to put it in the rumor pile because the source isn't in, you know, big, straight through. However, the source has been right on some very, very big things, so I trust the source enough to bring it to you guys, but we'll keep it as rumor for now, but Fenev is telling you that the source is pretty legit, I'm just saying. Because in case you haven't been hearing the murmurings for a little bit now, apparently another Naruto game is coming for CyberConnect 2, a storm game, and a lot of people have been highly anticipating it, so much so that people found out that they registered a trademark for Naruto Storm Connections. So a lot of people are like, okay, wait a minute, we're getting another Naruto Storm game, what the hell is this gonna be about? Obviously, they got a lot more story that they can add now, ever since the Boruto anime did all the way up to the Ishiki Otsutsuki stuff, and even further, if they decide to wait more for, hey, just wrap up all of Boruto Part 1 into it. However, based on this one, it seems as though, while this is going to be incredible news, this new Naruto Storm Connections game is probably going to be one of the definitive Naruto fighters that we've had thus far. It seems as though it's going to come with a cost of it will be definitively the finale of it all and granted i do remember cyber connect 2 saying twice now that i believe it was first storm 3 is going to be the finale and then storm 3 wasn't the end they put out like another one and then storm 4 is really the end and it's been quite some time i think storm 4 came out if i'm not mistaken 2016 so damn seven years ago now since storm 4 wow uh but yeah it seems as though according to this leak this is going to be like the definitive thing but the final shout out to senju in japan he said for those who think naruto ultimate ninja storm connections is a side slash filler game re-examine that thought this is very much a send-off and will be the best slash anime game to date this is the last storm game it's a send-off and cyber connect 2 is treating it with time and care trust so essentially this is going to be like hey guys you know we know we brought you a lot of the games that you love from your childhood and all that stuff but this is it this is the one and it's probably because they're going to wrap again and incorporate everything they possibly can into the whole boruto meets naruto because there's a lot of stuff that never was made for the storm games because it wasn't available at the time the anime and manga hadn't finished up a lot of those arcs so it looks as though this is going to incorporate possibly majority of the stuff from naruto and then maybe go all the way into boruto and just in general wrap things up which whenever boruto gets into the time skip maybe they'll think about it again i don't know but it seems as though this is really it and at the end of the day cyber connect 2 they've been moving on they got you know the hinokami chronicles demon slayer game that i don't know if they're going to support it with dlc or they're going to make a second one or whatever they got a lot of other things but this will be a big one because yeah storm fans still i mean i know i still want one let me know drop a comment and let me know if you want another storm game in general and if you're excited about this potential storm connections by cyber connect 2 i play demon slayer all the time and i know the mechanics mechanics aren't going to be far off from that so i'm highly anticipating this one yes and they're putting in the works this is going to be good can keep it as rumor but for the finale of the naruto storm games as a whole this is it now that i think about it it should have just been called naruto storm 
this is it like yeah oh shut up for now connections is so much for a better name what this is it what do you think this is okay <laughs> moving forward massive news for avatar the last airbender fans and when i say avatar please don't tell me about avatar the movie that's in theaters right now because despite the fact that it has two billion dollars worth of income revenue from it uh who's watched that movie so let me know if you watched it that's a side note i don't even why am i starting this way but i got great news for avatar the last airbender fans you know there's a ton of production in the works for avatar with different projects movies all sorts of stuff tv i was gonna say anime but yeah that's a whole other debate whether it's anime or cartoons but there's a lot of stuff in the works and it seems as though we got the first big update for something that is coming let's take a look because for starters we got this promotional image of zuko and it says october 9th 2026 year confirmed month and day projected so people are projecting the 10-9 but 2026 seemingly is a confirmation it says here exclusive animated Zuko movie coming to theaters confirmed for 2026 with a projected okay yeah the projected date mm -hmm. uh, last month we hit you with the mother of all Avatar news exclusive for 2025 and now we're going even further with the big ticket item of 2026 we have new confirmation from our sources at Paramount Avatar Studios parent company and the owner of Avatar franchise that the previously reported Zuko focused movie is officially currently on Paramount's schedule for theatrical release in 2026 this will be avatar studios second animated movie following the theatrical release of their first feature ang's team avatar as adults which has publicly confirmed the release date of friday october 10th 2025 so we basically have already the big ang as an adult movie confirmed for 2025 even though they're saying all these years that are ways off dog we just started 2023 and they're like yo we got confirmation for 2025 like that is a long time from now a lot of years so just want you to keep that in mind that all of this long time from now based on avatar studios plans of one movie and one show per year we can currently project that the second movie will come a year after the first taking the same friday slot in the next year's calendar of october 9 2026 that again is a projection so take that one with a grain of salt like it could be 2026 but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be october again the day and month are a projection but the year 2026 is currently official at paramount right now we know less about the zuko movie than the adult ang movie we we don't know what time period the Zuko movie will take place in. We literally just know it's a movie with a Zuko-focused storyline. It's probably a safe assumption that the Zuko movie will take place in a similar time period as the adult Aang movie. But we do know that the three movies of their first three-year plan are not a trilogy, but three separate standalone stories. At least that's what their plan said last year. Therefore, it's totally possible this one will surprise us. Dante Bosco will return to voice him as he's already attached to voice adult Zuko in the 2025 movie. And yeah, so it seems as so we're going to be once it gets going once things start to come into fruition with the tv animated series that they're going to do of the new avatar the ang movie they're just going to keep on going and going and going and then we're going to have a zuko movie which i think the zuko movie is probably going to make people flock everywhere zuko was one of the most popular characters of avatar very controversial inspired a lot i mean he inspired hakuryu from magi he inspired quite a bit of characters that you're like yeah yeah that's the that's the zuko dude that's him right there yeah they got the zuko character so yeah big stuff there and again it's like so we got a new avatar series coming that's gonna take place after korra we got a adult ang movie and a zuko film this is going to be a lot of really dope years for avatar once it gets started and again i gotta say for avatar the last airbender we're not talking about way of the water fam but either way 2026 
month and day not confirmed, we will be having some Zuko film following the Aang one, and that's going to be big as well. Moving forward, I never thought I would see this day, fam. Back in the day, go to like 97, 98, when I first started checking out this series, when I first started collecting the cards, when my fandom just began, and they told us, gotta catch them all. There's 150, and later on you hear a 151 because of Mewtwo. Pokemon, you're like, yo, dog, that's crazy. There's so many of these Pokemon thingy-majigs. What the heck is all of this? You never thought that Pokemon would take it this far fam you never thought that we would be 2023 and there's a new pokemon anime coming with a new character and it's still strong as ever there's new games dropping all the time that sell massively still all these years later but then it takes it even a step further because like i said we started off with a buck 50 you know 151 if you add in the good old mewtwo and as it stands right now pokemon has officially surpassed and they celebrated it at that uh 1,000 Pokemon. The Pokedex just got that much bigger. Let's take a look. Pokemon celebrates passing 1,000 Pokemon milestone. The Pokemon company is celebrating the franchise surpassing the 1,000 Pokemon mark with a new video released earlier today on YouTube and social media. The video didn't contain any announcements, but is a fun celebration of every Pokemon in the franchise with a particular highlight given to the new Pokemon that debut in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Apparently, Goldengo, the evolution of Gimigul, that requires 999 coins to evolve is officially the 1000th Pokemon in the franchise. The video also served as the official introduction for several Pokemon from the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet games, including the evolved starters and the various Paradox Pokemon. For a time, it seemed like the Pokemon company had deliberately tried to slow down its inevitable march to 1000 Pokemon. Pokemon X and Y and Pokemon Sun and Moon featured a smaller roster of new Pokemon, although the franchise supplemented this with new mega evolutions and regional variant however pokemon sword and shield brought back a more robust roster for new pokemon all but confirming that we'd pass the 1000 mark once a full pair of new games was released the pokemon company said that what will be next for pokemon scarlet and violet outside of a long-awaited second patch that will assumingly address some of the many bugs in the new games is expected the dlc will be released for the game sometime this year as there are several regions of paldia left to explore and teases of more revelations involving the mysterious area zero and the pokemon responsible for the terrestrial phenomenon and i say all that to say wow a thousand pokemon dog like i honestly can't name i want to say probably the hoenn region is the last one where i was really knowledgeable pretty much pokemon lost me hardcore once they switched the voice actors once it was no longer the people from four kids the classic voices that's where they totally lost me and it was like oh, okay yeah that's cool beans but yeah so as far as pokemon goes i probably could recognize some of them but in terms of like out of a thousand i don't know how many i could really name i just know that bulbasaur is the first pokemon on the pokedex and it leads all the way into this you got to do 999 coins to evolve but what 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 are we doing here fam how did we get to this point either way pokemon celebrates 1000 pokemon gotta catch them all gotta catch them all you ain't never catch them all you ain't never catching them all okay that was terrible either way you ain't never catching them all thousand pokemon have fun next up some very huge and interesting news in the world of anime yet again with idris elba you're probably like idris elba what the heck is going on here fam well apparently it looks as though crunch roll is working to make 
big moves. Crunchyroll is not sleeping. Crunchyroll is not slacking. It looks as though with that Sony backing behind them, they are trying to be a little bit more innovative and things like what Netflix and a lot of these other distributors have been doing in recent times of creating original anime. It seems as though Crunchyroll has not given up on that because, you know, they did a couple of, now that I think about it, uh, semi-original, so to speak, anime with diving into the Webtoons market, making adaptations of these series that probably never would have got anime because they're Korean manhwa, we probably never would have seen them get anime. So it seems as though Crunchyroll is like, well, we did that. And I'm sure they have some sort of stake and ownership in the productions they paid for and all that. And it seems as though now they want to take it a step further and get some celebrities involved. And that could always be a slippery slope, but it also could be good. I don't want to completely dismiss the idea because look at Samuel L. Jackson, dog. Samuel L. Jackson, Afro Samurai, all of that greatness, that was fire. There are some times where it's okay for celebrities that love anime to get involved and create stuff. Well, it seems as though according to this, Idris Elba is developing an Afro-futuristic sci-fi anime for Crunchyroll. Don Tai is set in a corrupt society where biotech has created a gap between the rich and the poor. And for starters, shout outs to very big deal Idris Elba getting involved. Also, shout outs to the fact that it's an Afro futuristic sci fi anime. Very, very dope. I hope that whatever we get with this is pretty much what Yasuke was supposed to be in terms of like, yo, Yasuke was a massively dope idea, but it missed on execution, right? Like, it was dope. They had Mappa doing the animation, all of that good stuff. But when they started adding in those sci fi elements when we were initially sold on, like, yo, this is Yasuke, dog. Wanna Oda Nobunaga's right hand man like yo we're about to get this crazy story and then they were like by the way there's Gundam inside of there like hey here's some mechs you're like what what so with this Dantai anime the fact that they're being upfront like no this is a futuristic sci-fi anime for Crunchyroll it's like okay there won't be no backlash of what are you doing putting this because Yasuke again was a person you know from historical times we wanted to see the Yasuke I still wouldn't be mad at them giving it another shot at doing Yasuke and taking that mech stuff out of there so we gotta wait to see what what this comes with but i ain't gonna lie i'm kind of looking forward to it it sounds interesting they're trying something different there won't be no manga to base it off of as well so it'll be an original and fresh experience but we're still early on until we get a trailer or something we can't judge it either way pretty interesting news and yet again it shows that crunchyroll is making even more strides to break out into pop culture i guess you would say by getting idris elba involved in a new anime project again Dantai. Okay, next up. If you don't know about me, then you should know that I am very much so passionate about indie creators of comics. I'm a big fan of seeing people try to make it chasing their dreams and all that stuff so i occasionally like to report on what's going on in the community of the comic creators and in particular in webtoons there's been a very i guess you would say roller coaster ride of things that have been happening between webtoons shutting down a lot of creator funds some content creators coming out and speaking out against webtoons as pay and how low it was like it's been a bit of a tumultuous ride so to speak but it seems as though in terms of the creatives this article right here kind of exposes that a lot of creatives be going through it and i think a lot of people know that but it's one of those unspoken things of like creatives be going through it some of the best art comes from pain you know what i'm saying some of the most appreciated art shall i say comes from people's uh experiences and it seems as though webtoons creators are going through it let's read this webtoons new poll reveals concerning information about manhwa artists again just think mangaka it's just for Korean 
uh, translation. Over the last decades, manga has become a powerhouse in the global market, and its popularity has renewed its focus on graphic novels globally. We have seen this easily thanks to the rise of webcomics, and webtoons houses some of the internet's best series. If you did not know, number of webtoons top titles come from South Korea as opposed to Japan. And thanks to a new survey, fans have learned just how difficult it is working as a webtoons artist. The report comes straight from the Korea Occupational Safety and Healthy Agency after a team there did case studies on two webtoon titles, Solo Leveling and Roxana. These series were looked into as both their artists suffered declines in health while working, and the culture learned some startling information while exploring these studies. According to the survey, the organization learned 28 0.7% of Webtoons writers admit to having depression while the national average in South Korea is 7.7%. The report went on to suggest that turnout was higher amongst creators for having blank thoughts, planning blank, and trying to blank. Again, I cannot show that on camera, but basically, you know, if you're feeling a certain way, forget even this article, forget Forever News, all of that, me to you. If you're feeling some type of negative way in that fashion about life and you're not feeling great, um, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. It's so corny. I know a lot of people look at it. It's corny, corny. Who cares about corny? Screw all of that. If you are feeling that, whether you're a comic writer or anything, you make music, whatever the case may be, Talk to a friend or something, uh, somebody that loves you and cares about you or just in general, don't be alone because there are a lot of people that are feeling just like you. And the best thing you could do for yourself is to not be alone. And you know what I'm saying? Try your best to watch out for yourself because that is no joke at all. And that's very, very saddening to hear. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of manga authors are feeling and going through a lot of those similar circumstances as well because they're just authors in another region. You know what I mean? As the report went on, even more damning information was revealed as creators who admitted to getting negative comments on their work were more likely to be diagnosed with anxiety or depression. The group was also more likely to develop muscle disorders or health issues due to posture issues. And after serving 300 artists, the majority of creators, 51%, said their monthly income was between $1,600 and $3,200 USD. I think at the higher scale, $3,200 isn't terrible. I think that's actually pretty good uh, for, you know, Know, a comic artist obviously most people don't realize how much work goes into a comic you know it takes a lot a lot of time a lot of effort uh so 3200 i can see somebody being like okay-ish at that scale at 1600 when you're putting in all those hours maybe not i'm not sure clearly the korean manhwa industry suffers from some infamous issues in the manga sphere overseas in japan manga artists have spoken at length about their impossible schedules and demanding work creators like yoshihiro tagashi of hunter hunter have developed chronic health issues because of their careers and sadly it seems this phenomenon is now being witnessed in other countries that have embraced manga's rise and honestly yeah it is legit a, a thing i i can only imagine especially the fact that you know comic creators aren't the craziest paid people and you know entertainment they don't get the ridiculous amount of money and there's a lot of hours a lot of work a lot of self-isolation to get it done so i could only imagine and my heart goes out to all of those people suffering uh from any sort of whether it be mental health issues whether you're just feeling you know down and out keep on moving forward man keep on moving forward every creative out there whether you're a webtoon creator or not 
keep moving forward okay next up it's not the biggest hive for anime fans but there is anime on that platform and i think people would be interested to know that apparently hbo max has announced a price increase for subscribers subscribers of hbo max woke up today to find out that the service is increasing the price of its ad free option before today an hbo max ad free monthly subscription cost 14.99 however that price is going up by a dollar to 15.99 plus applicable taxes hbo max also announced that Existing subscribers who are currently paying $14.99 will see their rate increase to $15.99 in the next billing cycle. Of course, this isn't the type of news subscribers like to hear, but the competition between streaming services and stockholders looking for a bigger return on their investment increases like these will continue to happen across the business. The price increase of $1 will allow us to continue investing in providing even more culture-defining programming and improving our customer experience for all users. This is the first price increase for HBO Max since launch in May 2020. Warner Media announced a new price tier for the ad-supported version of HBO Max during its upfront presentation in May 2021. At $9.99 per month, the ad-supported version of HBO Max originally cost subscribers 33% less than the current ad-free version, which was priced at $14.99 a month. According to former Warner Media CEO Jason Killer, the ads on HBO Max will be the most brand-safe, elegant experience for advertisers. There is in the streaming industry. Oh, stop. Stop. Y'all need money. Y'all need money. What are you talking about? Y'all want money. Y'all need money. Capitalism. What are you talking about? As for consumers, Warner Media wanted them to know that subscribing to the ad-supported version of HBO Max won't turn into a nightmare for viewers. Ad sales head JP Coloco promised that the HBO Max ads will be the lightest ad load in the industry. There are no further details on what statement means in terms of how many ads will run per hour on HBO Max, but it's a bold statement that the service will have to live up to. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have HBO Max strictly because it comes with my phone plan but yeah i don't know honestly like how much really good stuff is on hbo max i'm not really all that familiar with everything that's on hbo max i know they got a lot of like dc stuff you can watch like the dc batman movies batman the animated series and stuff like that but in terms of like their anime collection i'm not really sure what they have on there that would be worthwhile and just in general all these streaming services are inevitably leading towards what we just got out of like we was saying something about cable we're gonna be going in to cable it'll just be internet thing it'll just be whichever streaming platform wins in the end if netflix takes out hbo max and a couple others and netflix is the last man standing voila netflix wins and that that's you know cable from now on netflix will have everything on there or damn near everything on there uh, for you to watch but yeah in terms of like we got out of the cable era and with all these prices increasing and whatnot if you just add like all it is if you got netflix you got crunchyroll and you got hbo max you're spending a little pretty penny you add another couple of other streaming services and you're damn near close to paying what you was paying for with cable before you left so i'm not a fan of all these price increases that have been happening like how long until it's at a point where it's going to cost us 30 40 50 dollars to have a hbo max subscription to have a netflix subscription like if you get to the point of like 40 50 bucks just to have two alone it's going to cost like 100 dollars. and who's trying to pay that we left cable for that reason so time will tell but yeah the streaming wars continue to brew and the consumers are the ones that gotta pay for it 
yeah. Good thing it comes with my phone plan because I'm not paying for shit. <laughs> okay, this is not anime and manga related news. It's more so in the world of comics and I probably would talk about this on my other show, Forever Space. Go check that out on Forever TF. I want the YouTube channel. Like, yeah, we talk about a lot of really dope stuff, a whole other show. Uh, I don't know if y'all ready for that one though. I'm just saying, I don't know if y'all ready for it. But the meme, he can't keep getting away with this. It's so fitting for this one because apparently the actor behind The Flash, y'all may have heard like dude is beyond the wild boy he's somebody that it's kind of shocking of why is he still in this role what is going on because he's been doing a lot of criminal activity caught for it and they don't get rid of him and according to this Ezra Miller reached a plea deal with prosecutors ahead of the January 13th hearing as part of the plea deal both charges of burglary and petty larceny will be dropped Miller is to be placed on a year probation and will also be fined $500 so with everything that this guy has done he gets off with a slap in the wrist $500 and probation that'll probably help him to stay out of trouble and he'll probably still get in trouble anyway like what the hell is going on this is something that honestly is just very curious of why they keep this dude on board why they don't get rid of him I mean I'm not on some yo cancel him or whatever but it is a massively strange thing that they're allowing this dude to get away with all of this I don't think other actors would be getting away with all of this so something very fishy and again I know you're probably like yo that's not anime manga related news but I did want to talk about it it's comic ish comic is english for manga yeah i don't know i just find it ridiculous that this dude is getting away with all of this like he can't keep getting away with it but it is what it is next up this was something that people were actually asking me about and i'm glad i can report it to you regarding the new trigun stampede anime very controversial in case you haven't heard about it i talked about the first episode over on my other channel please go check that one out very interesting watch and whatnot but a lot of people were like okay boom you know whatever for better or worse it exists now right like it's a matter of do you want to watch it or you don't period like you're gonna watch it or you're not and the people that are gonna watch it were asking me like yo dog Fnaf, do you know what's happening with the english dub well i got you covered let's read johnny young bosch returns for trigun stampede reveals english dub release date Vash the Stampede is back, and now in more ways than one. Crunchyroll is announcing today that Johnny Young Bosch, the original voice of Vash from the 98 Trigun, will reprise his role in the new anime series Trigun Stampede. Additionally, Crunchyroll is announcing the first English dubbed episode of the series will premiere on January 21st. So the dub is not far off and you're going to have your Johnny Umbash. Voicing Vash the Stampede in the original Trigon series is a role that literally launched my voiceover career and I am extremely excited to voice him again in this all new anime adaptation from Studio Orange, said Bosch. I look forward to going on this adventure with fans once more and hope new audiences enjoy the journey as well. And I think that's really cool. I mean, it is a little bit interesting that they're bringing him back right because one of the things is that hey this is the new trigun the new experience so you would assume that they would have made in my opinion the wrong choice i guess you would say of like ah you know we really want to get far away from the old anime no we're not gonna get johnny unbosh for that dub however i think that's more so on the western side of things crunchyroll recognizing like yo japan we understand how you feel right but hear us out um this is what fans want <laughs> fans want it because a lot of people ask me yo is johnny returning for vash fnaf do you know do you know well yes he will be returning for Vash's Stampede for the new Trigun anime and it will be dropping yet again January 21st 
21st, the first episode of the English dub. If you want to already jump into it, you don't really care about the dub. It is currently out, and I believe episode 2 is the next episode coming in a few days, or it might be out by the time you're watching this. I'm not sure, but either way, Trigun Stampede English dub incoming, and it will have the same voice of Vash the Stampede that you loved and enjoyed from the original. Johnny is returning, which is dope. They keep Johnny going. Like, yeah, Johnny Abash is a pretty awesome voice actor. His, his Ichigo, though, I'm just saying, or his Lelouch V Britannia. I'm trailing off. Yeah, Vash is returning. Let's go. Okay, this was a quick and interesting story that I wanted to bring to you guys because a lot of people have been keeping a close eye on Disney. They've been keeping a close eye on Disney as they slowly make waves into the anime sphere. Obviously, they recently got Bleach of Styles near Blood War, and it's Disney Plus everywhere else except the US that was like, we're not tolerating that dog. You better put it somewhere else. And they put it on Hulu. Then they made another move and got Tokyo Revengers. They brought that one, Hulu exclusive in the West as well. However, before all of that, one of the earliest murmurings of people being very, very upset about Disney grabbing anime was a series called Summertime Rendering. A lot of people were like, yo, dog, they got it in the vault. It's ridiculous. We're supposed to be enjoying this. What are they doing? Well, seems as though you're finally going to be able to watch Summertime Rendering. Let's read. Summertime Rendering was one of the biggest hits of 2022 overseas, and now fans in the United States will be able to check it out as it has been officially released for streaming. When Disney first announced they would be joining the competition of licensing and producing new anime projects, fans have been concerned over whether or not this would mean we would see them outside of Japan. Well, fans ended up getting the worst case scenario as one of their first major seasonal release licenses, Summertime Rendering, actually didn't get released internationally at all last year. First released during the spring 2022 anime schedule in Japan, Summertime Rendering ended up being one of the most talked about news series overseas. But when the year came to an end, unfortunately, I couldn't join many of the best of the year conversations because much of the world could not watch it legally for themselves. However, the time has come to an end. Finally, as some Summertime Rendering is finally streaming on Hulu for fans in the United States. And it says here it's based on the original manga that ran in Jump Plus's app. Summertime Rendering was one of the biggest new anime of 2022. Fans in the U.S. can check out all 25 episodes of the series with both English subtitles and with a full English dub release with Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Fans in European territories can check out the series on Disney Plus as well as for what to expect. Summertime Rendering is tease. Okay, they had a teaser. So yeah. Uh, that might be something to jump on. Honestly, uh, Hulu, they got Bleach Styles in Blood War. They got Tokyo Revengers and Summertime Rendering. I might check it out. I didn't know that. I thought it was going to still be locked in Disney hell. Like, hey, I'm not getting Disney. That, that, that's the one thing, though. You ain't getting me, Disney. You ain't getting me. I mean, well, you got me with Hulu. God damn it. Go watch Summertime Rendering, I guess, guys. I don't know. I've heard it's good. I'm going to check it out. I'll let you know. I'll do a review on my main channel for Neb World. Go subscribe over there. Okay, people, let's slow it down with the Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Jump author comments courtesy of Joe's underscore cat to start things off we got kate urana author of gachi akuta sneak skill effect being able to sniff out high class goods without realizing their existence okie dokie munayuki kanashiro blue lock there's still more left to the world cup the real life drama is so intense that i want to create great fiction that can keep up yeah, the World Cup was huge. George Morikawa from Hajime no Ippo. I hope you'll enjoy Hajime no Ippo this year too. Is Ippo fighting yet? Like, yo, th isn't there the, the big thing that like Ippo stopped boxing for the longest time? Is he fighting yet? If you're an Ippo fan and you read the manga, please let me know is Ippo back in the ring. Nakazuzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Seven Deadly Sins. Takako Aonuma's Tanpopo-chan Showa meal is fascinating and gets my mouth watering. Pause, but all right. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're putting that in your body 
body instead of alcohol. Shout out to Nagaba Suzuki. Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero and Fairy Tale. I had lunch with Marvel Comics. Whoa, hold up. I had lunch with Marvel Comics editor in chief CB Sabulski. Maybe I'll give drawing American comics a shot. This is a goal. That's the GOAT! That's- put the meme of the dude- That's why he's the GOAT! THAT'S WHY HE'S THE GOAT! That's why he's the GOAT! THE GOAT! He might be the first mangaka, maybe when Eden Zero is wrapped up and done, he might say, yo, guess what guys? I'm going and I'm gonna start making American comics. My next joint, it ain't manga, dog. It's a comic, which, same word anyway, but imagine, like, he leaves Weekly Shonen Magazine and all that, Marvel offers him, like, the biggest bag in the world, please come be a pioneer over here to make some new amalgamation like this is huge wow this is one of my favorite weekly shoulder magazine comments ever that is crazy hiro mashima you the goat that's why he's the goat you the goat the goat definitely very excited to see hiro mashima creator of fairy tale eden zero raid master fairy tale 100 years quest to see him rocking with marvel that's gonna be an exciting look man that's gonna be huge hiro mashima coming to marvel he met with one of the editors over there like this is big the goat! and we got negi haraba author of ranger reject happy new years here's to a fun year ahead and i believe we got that anime incoming for that so that's going to be interesting to see then we got the weekly shonen jump author comments we got Hiro oda creator of one piece happy new year i will try my hardest for another year to create the best manga that i can Thank you. Dope stuff there. We got Gega Akutami, Jujutsu Kaisen. The neighborhood convenience store suddenly started being assertive with their new products. Maybe the manager changed? Probably. Or they maybe they going through some financial stuff? Could be. My Hero Academia is Kohei Otakoshi. My shoulders hurt so... Whoa. Okay, yeah. This one right here is a bit sad. And this is another big one to point out. Um, and this is also a testament again to these mangaka that they break down, man. This is a, real. Uh, he said, my shoulders hurt so much. If it was going to hurt this much, then I wish I never had shoulders shoulders that's gonna be something that's gonna push my hero academia to wrapping up sooner than later health issues always make these manga authors decide okay can't do it no more sorry speedy recovery and best wishes to koyota koshi this is probably again another reason why you be having to take breaks he can't handle it he's falling apart we got black clover's yuki tabata i'm so happy that i got to attend jump festival with both sides of the family happy new year to everyone that is so fire man that is so so fire i love hearing all that wholesome stuff dog wow yeah shout outs to you Yuki Tabata, living the dream. We love you, guy. Keep it up. And yeah, people, those were the Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Always a treat. And let's close this bad boy up with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joss underscore K. We got 50 through 41, and it is a free-for-all of Blue Lock all around volume 19 and volume 4 at places 50 and 49 then at 47 we got another one we got tokyo avengers volume 30 Ooh, that's a big drop 21.9 it's total 728,000. that's still a massive overall sales but oh man we're, we're falling out of the top 50 already we just dropped like a month and a half ago. well two months ago okay yeah maybe i'm, I'm bugging i don't know uh then we got blue lock yet again riddled all around doing 22,000 more or less in places 45 44 43 and 41 then we we got places 40 through 31 more blue lock blue lock volume 10 and 11 doing again another 22.6 we got one piece latest volume 104 23,000 this week we hit 1.8 mil 200,000 away from 2 mil i don't see that happening before it leaves the top 50 it'll probably leave with 
maybe a couple more. Mm, probably leave with like 1.9 if we're lucky or 1.87 or something. Uh, then more blue lock. 29187. The anime is doing wonders. It's clear as day. The blue lock agenda is real. 23,000 apiece. Damn near all of those. We got Chainsaw Man still kicking up some heat with volumes 3 and 4. 24,000 apiece. 1.2 million each. Then we got places 30 through 21. Even more Chainsaw Man. Jeez Louise. Honestly, I feel like I'm getting a little bit, a, a little bit redundant with it, Mike. Because it's like Chainsaw Man Volume 2, which I believe is the highest selling manga. Of course it is. It got power on the cover. 24,000 this week. 1.3 mil total. Oh no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I, I thought it was. Chainsaw Man Volume 1 is still the highest selling one. With 25,000 this week bringing his total to 1.39. Oh shoot, man. Uh, Blue Lock Volume 6. Spy Family Volume 10. 26,000. 1.5 mil. And then they wonder why Spy Family gets such a push, dog. Look at that. Damn. Uh, and then Chainsaw Man takes 25 through 21 places uh, with 27,000 pretty much a piece. So after that Chainsaw Man anime wrapped up, people are not forgetting about it. They are still massively in love with it. It's crazy. Then we got places 20 through 11. Chainsaw Man Volume 10, 27,000. Volume 6, 28,000. Disney Twisted Wonderland, the comic episode of Heart Slab Buell. Uh, 29,000 in six days. What the hell is that? Uh, then we got 14, the latest Chainsaw Man volume, volume 12, still on the charts at number 14, which is one hell of a feat to say the least. 31,000 bringing his total to 722,000 outrageous crazy uh then we got top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 at number 10 kaguya sama lovers wars final volume 39,000 this week in two weeks 175,000 copies salute to that author finally being liberated from that uh blue lock volume 22 with 40,000 17 days 216,000 i believe that's the latest volume nichijo is putting out volumes nichijo <laughs> okay volume 11 43,000 54,000 in seven days total Space Brothers. Okay, that's a drop from Space Brothers. Usually be doing a little bit more than that. Oh, no, no, it's in 11 days. Never mind. It did like about 90 in its first week or something like that. 90 something. But uh, 47,000 or basically almost 48 uh, this week, bringing its total 144. At number five, Slam Dunk, the first Slam Dunk resource. 49,000 this week, bringing its total to 266. Yeah, they ain't letting that go at all. At number three, Record of Ragnarok, volume 17 in 13 days, 176. Uh, Bungo Stray Dog. Volume 23 at number 2 with 63,000. And number 1, a manga that's been out for a little bit now, climbing back up to number 1 with 86,000 copy this week in 31 days. Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 21, a total of 1.2 mil. I ain't mad at it. Anytime I see Giga catch a W, I'm here for it, baby. Let's go. But that's all I have for this one. Let me know what you guys think. Most important story, favorite story, something I didn't talk about. And you're like, yo, Fenev, talk about it. Let me know. I'm Fenev World. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule anime and manga for life babe. have an awesome day subscribe and hit that bell to get more for the baby yeah peace in i have a dream alone in my room as i sit with the tea couldn't possibly think what i often see and you don't even know how i often blink lights be flashing and looking at me such an odd unique yet i'm so unique and you're looking at me if the wolves could talk they would probably be and i'd probably say bitch get the fuck off me